What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Bricks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and we are joined by the team of Miss Mary Almonte's in the building. What's up? Coming out of California, BTG himself, Bailey the Great. The Knicks have failed me again with a great pick. <laughs> it's the Knicks, bro. I'm sure something's going to happen. It's just. No, I mean, I, I love the player, but I hate for him to go there. Yeah, it's the Knicks, man. Uh, and then returning guests. Thank God we did not scare him away. Marquis in the building. What's up, bro? What's going on, Lakers? <laughs> we are not here to talk about the NBA draft, even though I would love to talk about the NBA draft and NBA for about an hour. We're not going to right now. Uh, Welcome to the Breaks Radio. We do have some topics this week. The first one we're getting into, maybe this is just karma. I feel like every rapper who supported Trump, something that, like Little Pump got dropped from his label. Little Wayne now faces up to 10 years for a federal weapons gun charge. What do you guys think about this? Is it just karma? Is anything going to happen up from it? Is it going to get swept under the rug? What do you think, Mary? Come to you first here. Um, I feel like let's see if his boy 45 is going to get him out of this shit because... <laughs> He, he, I don't know. I mean, listen, you guys know I was not a Wayne fan to begin with. So, you know, I just feel like this is all fucking par for the course for him um, with his shucking and jiving shenanigans. But yeah, good for him. And I really rarely say that. <laughs> but Fair enough. Fair enough. Marky, what do you think, bro? Uh, honestly, I don't think anything's going to happen. Um, this was a charge that was brought up what December of 2019. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was a nickel plated or excuse me, a gold plated gun that he basically said was a father's day present. I mean, number one, father's day is like May and you carrying around a gold plated gun <laughs> in December. On a, yeah. Okay. Um, as far as the drugs, they, they dropped it. I guess it came up and resurfaced again, but I don't really think anything's going to happen. Honestly. Yeah. Baylor. Isn't this his uh, second gun charge? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know, man. That dude right there is a weird guy to me. Um, all right, you know. Hopefully, look. I don't. I hate to see somebody go to prison or jail because that shit is not a cool place to be at. Um, I don't. Honestly, I don't even care. You know something that goes untalked about when it comes to Little Wayne, and I I put it. I'm gonna put it in this perspective. Um, you know how like kids that grew up famous or rich are like kids of famous or rich people like they don't quite get that some of the shit they do is serious trouble because they're just so used to getting in getting in getting out of it right does do you guys think that applies to little he's literally been in the public eye since he's he's been like 13 years old so do you but think because, but he switched his personality though true he, he only, did switch his issue. personality but do you like does is he detached and this is like he thinks everything is going to be sw- swept away because he's been protected his whole fucking life and that oh, cute nice. shit is is worn off at this point. Yeah, he must. He, uh, did he forget that he's black? <laughs> he went to jail before. Right? Yeah, he did briefly though. Okay, briefly. Yeah. This is this is how I look at it, and in the same same way I view politics. Um, when a politician has been in politics longer than they've been actual human beings, mm-hmm. they've disassociated themselves. So with Wayne, I mean, he's been in the public eye since he was like eleven, twelve. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? This is his life. He's always going to be like, I'm, I'm Wayne. I can get off on this. I remember he was in court and he basically threatened the prosecutor. He was like, you, you know, um, I, I'll see you again. And he's like, excuse me? 
He's like, I'll see you again. He was like, is that a threat? He said, I'm just saying, I'm going to see you again in court. You see what I'm saying? So you're real comfortable when you can say that to a prosecutor with a judge right there. I don't know. Yeah. I think you might be right, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, you say he's the test. Like, I remember when he was asked about Black Lives Matter, and he had no answer other than saying his. he know his life mattered. Like, he just, he's detached. Mary, what do you think about that part of um, I feel like, so in that same conversation, I think, of the Black Lives Matter um, question, he told this whole stupid-ass story about how he doesn't think racism exists because he, when he was, you know, whatever, young, he was in a house that was being raided that they did have, like, drugs and guns and whatever else, and basically it was a white, like, cop that came and saved him. Meanwhile, it's like, okay, that's one instance. That doesn't mean that that's how all of them are and that's how everyone is treated. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like he's ignorant, honestly, and he's a fool. <laughs> and I can keep going, but I'll just stop now. In that in interview when he said the, the white cop saved him, was that before or after he seen the movie Crash? I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> questions that need answers. Uh, Wayne is so disappointing, man. But uh, I, we're gonna get off that because I can go down that rabbit hole all day. Next, next bit of news that we have: Breakfast Club. Uh, came out. Megan Thee Stallion was supposed to be on the Breakfast Club, but she gave them a long list of things she did not want to talk about in regards to the Tory Lane situation. Um, they Charlemagne has mentioned uh, specifically how you know she she'd rather work with white publications and white um media what do you guys make of this do you think this is kind of like a public i don't know blowback on megan for the tory thing baylor come to you first here i hope man look i ain't gonna lie to you i still think the whole tories uh and and megan thing is a little fishy right yeah at the same time leave that goddamn woman alone please like it's just getting on my nerves now like let that woman be you know when but if it does come out well she's gonna get a lot of backlash a lot of it. Uh, and as far as this topic, uh, I mean, they're not wrong. That's true. I mean, it, they have supported her. And if she does, if she is giving them the runarounds and going to the uh, these other news outlets and spilling her story rather than going to the uh, the outlets that, that has been supporting her from day one, of course, that's foul. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's not my feelings. Marquis? Um, I look at it like this she is not going to get any blowback or they're not going to go down the rabbit hole when they interview her. Charlemagne the God and the rest of them are going to dig in. And these white publications aren't going to dig in because they're going to respect the fact that she's a black woman in power. We don't want to shake any leaves. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to play their position and put her in a public spotlight where she can draw her fans from white people. She can be mainstream, but you don't have anybody like the breakfast club digging in. And I think that's what her concerns are. They don't want anyone going in on her that knows, you know, that can say certain things because we are your people and we see through the bullshit. You know what I mean? So that's what I think it is. Okay. Fair enough, man. Mm. Uh, I feel like Charlemagne's another one of these, I don't know, slippery characters. <laughs> I feel like I sound like somebody's grandmother today, but, <laughs> but it's the truth. It's like, he's, I think that when people don't cooperate with him, then he, starts painting narratives and in turn it's like he's now going down the disrespecting black woman rabbit hole that she 
went on SNL and made a statement about um, and wrote a New York Times op-ed about. So I think that I don't get why he couldn't just respect her wishes to no longer talk about that shit because it's old news anyway at this point. Um, And then instead of saying, okay, you know, she's talked about it until she's done talking about it now, he's now pinning this on race, which is just so weird. And I don't know, ironic. I think that he's going to have to show some more, show some stats on this. When did she speak to these white publications? (laughs) You know what I mean? Was it like yesterday? Okay, then I'd give it some credence. But if it was like, two months ago when the shit actually occurred, then, you know, maybe it's something else. <laughs> maybe it's because time has passed. True. I don't know. He's whacking corny to me anyway. So next. <laughs> Do you guys think at all, like, and the, the thing that I think is missed a lot of this is this is still an open case. It's like, people just forget that. Like what, like it used to be a rule that you just don't talk about open cases. And now it's like, that's gone completely out of the, People just want to hear what happened and they want the tea. They want all this other shit that they forgot. It, on top of that, it it's probably still, if it went down, which I believe her, but if it went down the way that she said, it's still probably traumatizing. You're trying to promote an album. We talked about Tori using this to promote an album. She could have. She's the victim in this case that, that it looks like. So maybe she just doesn't want the, her album release, the focus to be taken off of that to talk about some shit that's still a fucking open case and by that I can completely understand that well this is the media you expect them to get messy that's their job yeah. so if, if that case if it's still an open case then go on there or before you even go in there tell them like look bro I can't even talk about this so if I can't talk about this there's no point in me coming on if that's what majority of our questions are but if it's, if if they're going to, if they're going to continue to support her, then why not go in there and do your job? If not, if you feel like they are going to ask you some slippery questions, then no, don't don't do it then. Or tell them I you know I appreciate going on there, but I do not want to be asked these questions. I think it's simple as that. Birdman got his ass up and walked out. Yeah. <laughs> True. They need to put some respect on that man. <laughs> put some respect on that. Point blank, like yeah, I think it's false on both sides. Yeah, we know who Charlemagne is, and we know how he get down. At the same time, he's still doing his job. Niggas is still going on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, he sells right. the role. All right, well, let's move into that. Was well, something that was on actually on our list last week, and it, me being, I guess, so caught up in the conversation, I completely forget to forgot to bring this topic up, and that's Donald Glover announcing a new album now. He said his last album was reportedly his la- his was supposed to be his last album. He has another one coming out, but I don't even really necessarily want to talk about that. I want to talk about this with when it comes to Childish Gambino. Is he is he underrated? Do we not appreciate Childish Gambino for the artist that he is? What do you guys think? He's, he's made some amazing music. Underrated. And it's it's like people forget how versatile he is with the, with his music. And on top of like, I just went back and listened to some of his catalog, and I'm like. More, more of it hits than not to me, but we for, we we get caught up in everything else when it comes to Donald Glover because he's one of those people. He has his hands and he writes, he does music, he acts like he does, he produces, he does everything. But just the music aspect, it's Childish Gambino has to be extremely underrated for this generation. What do you guys think? You know he underrated it. You know why he doesn't have wet ass pussy 
as one of his goddamn hooks. I hope not. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? He's not he's not gunning niggas down on the corner. So, you know, but he the man is creative. So that's why yeah. I feel like when he did mention that that was gonna be his last album, you know, niggas get in that creative bag. You know what I'm saying? Especially when somebody else creative sparks their, you know, creative juices, then it's like, yeah, I can renege on this and probably drop another one. He out here making TV shows and, you know, shit like that. So that's that's one creator that I could definitely understand. And I'm definitely going to pop an edible to that out. <laughs> um, I think that those who know, know, right? It depends on who you're asking. I feel like, to Bailey's point, like, creatives appreciate him on all fronts, honestly. I mean, he's a writer, he's an actor, he's an artist. Like, he's he's an artist. Like, he's a true artist in the truest sense of the word. Um, so I don't, I don't feel like he's underrated. I think he gets his flowers from the enlightened audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if, you know, maybe if we're talking about the younger audience, they probably... But even, I feel like with This Is America, he kind of gained their attention and respect, too. So... You know, I, I actually feel like the best is yet to come from him, honestly. So Okay. Okay. I feel he is underrated. Um and it's because that piece of his work is just it feels like it's a minor piece of his work, especially with the accomplishments of Atlanta and everything else he's doing. Um with community. Once that came at the four center of things his music was put in the background. So I don't think people appreciated his music as much when they focused on his creativity, what he built um, with the shows and even, you know, being in Han Solo or Solo. Now you see Donald Glover. You don't see Childish Gambino anymore. So yeah, his music is always going to be underappreciated. And like you said, going back to This Is America, when that came out, I was hoping for that album, honestly. I was hoping to see that piece of work. I wanted to see an album in that direction. That would have changed things for me. We know he's creative. We, you know how he got his name and everything. We know he's a, a, a renaissance man. He's probably the closest renaissance man. I would say Kanye West, but Kanye doesn't write all this shit. But he's into you know, everything. Um, but again, I think his music will always be underappreciated because of everything that he does. It's just a small part of the whole pie, basically. So. Well, what do we think he really focuses on? Right? Because it feels like he's kind of scattered. What is the... That's the thing. I don't think... And that's why I don't think he does focus on anything. I think think he channels channels his energy on that one thing, which is why he did Atlanta season three and four. He made... I I guarantee they're going to be masterpieces because the first two seasons are masterpieces. Yeah. Um, And when he focuses on it, he puts his all into it. That's why. So I don't don't think it's scatterbrain. I just think it's that I'm going to pour everything into this one piece right now and then get to this piece when I'm, I have that energy or that creative space to focus on that. But I think that's where the underrated part comes in at because in every piece, like every department that he's in, like he focuses just on one. So he doesn't really necessarily multitask back to back, which means we don't get a lot of everything. Everything. So everything is scattered out. The thing is he perfects it though. Yeah. Yeah, that's why so many so many, so large of gap between ep- uh, seasons of Atlanta. That's why the music that has typically has large gaps between it because yeah he 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 puts a lot of passion between behind everything he does. And I think as many people that have like alter egos, it makes sense for him because Donald Glover and Childish Gambino do are in two completely different lanes. Mm-hmm. So um, and you gotta you gotta ask yourself how many artists can actually go out there and write, act, 
and put an album together. Not too many. I mean, the only person I think can come close to that is probably 50. Maybe. Mm. But I don't know about 50 music. <laughs> I'll leave 50 alone because 50 might come. I might owe 50 money. So <laughs> I think we all may owe 50 money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think just a real, real quick point. Uh-huh. I think um, I, I respect the fact that he didn't force Atlanta. Like, there, yeah. there's a huge gap between the seasons. He didn't force it where he gave the people what they want. He gave them what they need. And I appreciate that. The FX gave them the creative space and the lane take your time, create your piece. And then when it comes out, it comes out. But we know, and I respect him for that. Like, I'm not going to force something because it's a popular show right now. When it's time, I'll give it to you. And the last two seasons of Atlanta may very well be it. Because when you look at Lakeith's career has completely taken off. Zazie Beat's career has completely taken off since then. Like, last thing I read is that she's like, there's a, a all woman action series on Netflix that they've like greenlit for like three three movies, and she's the one of the main characters in it. So like that's taking off. Doughboy, I always forget his real name. He's in a Marvel movie coming out that was supposed to be out, but it's coming out whenever theaters come back out. So like everyone's career, all the main leads in that show career have taken off to a way that it's like it's hard to it's hard to bring them all back in to probably do Atlanta because their schedules are going to be crazy. So. Isn't three and four already done? Are they done filming it or do they are they done writing it? I think they were done. They did, I think he said I thought he was saying they were done, like he's completed and they're gonna be masterpieces. Okay. okay. Well then oh, yeah. I, no, if, and if they have, then more power to them. But that may be it then. I just really think that may I agree with you. Yeah. So I agree with um you. underrated greatness. Let us know what you guys think about Childish Gambino, aka Donald Glover. Let's get into this last topic in this segment. And so it was being hyped, GZTI. Um, and then all of a sudden we got an audible call. It's going to be Jeezy and Gucci man in the same room. And for anyone who doesn't know how huge this is, there was a time period in which you would think if these two men were forced in the same room, somebody was not coming out alive. We can go like, so the fact and, and Gucci has been still, he, he retweeted something about him killing uh, Jeezy's friend. And then I just saw a video of him talking about Jeezy's clothing. Like, I don't know if this is all just to sell it or not, but I can't wait to see what the vibes are of this in person. Who wants to take this one away first? What What is the ultimate hype for this versus? <laughs> well, they got us. I thought he was dead. They, they got me with this one. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I ain't even there for the songs, bro. I'm there to see what's going to happen. <laughs> you I might dance. There. I might dance a little bit, but I want to hear. The, I want to hear the first three songs. I want to hear the first three songs and the last two songs. Okay. Okay. Marquis. They're both alive at the end. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Uh, if this works out, this could bring battle rap back. I don't know. <laughs> like, true shit, you spit on wax, you got to back up. I don't know. Um, Again, I think everybody's going to tune in. They're not there for the music. Yeah. Man, I just... <laughs> Hey, who gets I'm so icy though? I need to know. That gotta be who the last that? song, bro. They gotta do that one together. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Who you guys got to win Mary? Who, who ultimately who you picking? It take away the extra shit versus straight versus who do you think is gonna win this one based off the music? T.I. <laughs> T.I. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, I'm partaking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna partaking. choose to sit this one out too because I've been on record, and I know this is one of the one of my hip hop opinions that gets me some backlash all the time. I have never been a fan of Gucci Mane. Like, yeah. it's it's like when people used to like love. I used to like think, what is the? I've never gotten the appeal of Gucci Mane. Never. I'm with you. No, but he. And you know what? It was more of the. It was more of the production with Gucci Man because he has some. He has some solid song, but he Gucci Man has all hood hood parties and like uh, Monte Carlo music. Like he, it bang. You just gotta have a sound system for it. But as, lyrically, no, you're not looking for Gucci nothing Man's, lyrically coming from Gucci, Gucci Man's crowd is the. Um, the quick weave crowd. Like I feel like those are the same people. Like Oh, Jeezy crowd isn't that much better, sir. It's better. But it's not that I it's it's better though. It's, it's better. Not far off. Jeezy's not far Jeezy's off. high class ratchet. Gucci man is the bottom of the barrel. Jeezy high class ratchet <laughs> second half of his career early on. You know how many niggas been showing up to that show tearing them goddamn venues up? <laughs> He's a Diddy now, sir. Diddy now. Hey, when they play the Dope Boy, hey, hey, man, come on, man. When they when they play the when they play the G's, all the Dope Boys go crazy, and that's exactly what they do. He has Scripper's name Epiphany now. Epiphany. <laughs> that's not a bad. That's not a that's not a bad name. <laughs> that's not it too bad. Right. All right, Baylor, who who who's your pick for this to to come out with the victory in this verse? I would like to see. Uh, Cause I I actually like Gucci Man, but I, I I like I would like for Gucci Man to win, but I think Jeezy gonna win because of the features that he had on certain tracks. Okay, okay. He got okay. he got he got tracks with with, with Ho. He got tracks with Fat Joe. He he out there, man. He got a track with Nas. President's Black. Yeah, that's good. I think, one, he gonna win. I think he gonna win by the features alone. Okay, fair enough. Marky, who's your official pick? I agree. I agree. I think, um, yeah, based on on the, the guest features, and he has some bangers that that's going to carry him over. So, yeah, I'm going with Jeezy. Yeah, now I will say, Gucci Man. As much as I just shit on him, Gucci Man became a better rapper after he got out of jail. I will. I, there's something he became better. But when you were he was enlightened, when you, when you, you mean when, the clone? When you were when you were terrible, it's not. It's still not that good. Um, we're gonna get into our first break. When we come back, I'm just gonna <laughs> warn everybody. Listen. This was the this was the calmest this episode may be because after this break, it's all the shits from here on out. So be prepared. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Yo, this your boy Flaw Seven Hundred. What's good, everybody? It's your guy Fresco, and we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about? Actually, our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like a little oh. bit of that. Oh my goodness, no. You don't, like that song? No, not from you. What song is that? I don't know. Who it don't matter. It. it doesn't matter what song that is. Well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life real, brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And you if know. you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate, makes for good dialogue, and it keeps the interest and the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform you can get a podcast that the podcast brothers is dead. You dig? Chill. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we're back from our first break. And so this next topic, we don't have any new music we're talking about per se. So we're going to. This topic came about, so T.I. gave an interview in which he said that he feels like Kendrick is the most um, revolutionary rapper alive right now. 
Um, hey, we'll start there. I just want because I want to give that that part of the that part of that comment some shine before we get into where I devolved it to from there. What do you guys think about Kendrick being the most revolutionary rapper right now? Do you agree? So or disagree? the quote, most successful revolutionary rapper. That, that is a good distinction. Mm-hmm. You're right. All right. Well, that's a key word. Yeah. Yes. I still doesn't change my, I my gonna, I had someone else to nominate for revolutionary rapper alive right now. Who's that? I thought you'd never ask. Um, my son. He's out here. He's out here at all the protests. He's I don't here. hate it. I'm, I'm not saying I disagree. I, where has Kendrick been? Okay, so the context of the most revolutionary, successful revolutionary rapper, you're talking well, about most... Let's, de- let's define revolutionary. And let's you're- define success. Got to. Because that yeah. got three artists. You're talking about a cat that's from my backyard, and I'm, I'm, I'm disagreeing. Okay. I'm going to listen. I'm going to hear this one out before I say anything. So, so, so the way that I see revolutionary, right, it can be a couple of different things. It could be culturally. Um, it could be with the music itself. Um, so, like, when I when I think of Kendrick being the most successful, his success can't be denied, right? First rapper mm-hmm. to win Nobel Prize, right, which is mm-hmm. revolutionary in of itself. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that, like, he his, his music can't be painted in a box. Each one of his albums are like you, you can't you, you can compare them to each other, but you can't say that they're the same. They're completely different as much as we live in an era where it's like artists stick to like their lane, what made them successful. Kendrick has tried to continually step outside of that box and, and build on top of what he did before. So in that mm. case, I get the revolutionary. And like I said, his success can't be taken away. So I agree with it in that part. I can't really think of anybody else who's done everything because my first mind when I heard this was like, as much as I don't like Drake, you can't take away, like, we're just talking about most successful. You can't take away from what he's been able to do. But has it been revolutionary? Not at all. Hell no. Then I thought about so, Cole. So we're, we're defining revolutionary very differently than what I initially thought okay. it meant. Um, so how do we know what, yeah, what T.I. meant by that? True. <laughs> yeah, so I, True. I, I can, I, might I, have maybe, to ask Y'all him. might need to break that down because I still I have can, three people. So okay, this, let me let me let me just jump in on this one because I, I can see where this is going. Um, <clears throat> make Black America Great or Black Black America Again. Um, Common's album, the, the most recent one. Mm. When we talking about revolution, revo- you know, a, rev- a Black revolution, that's considered revolutionary music, correct? That's he's speaking on Black issues. Mm-hmm. He's mm. protesting. Um, if you go back, you have Chuck D, uh, KRS One. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. those that spoke out on it, right? Ice you said, you just you just name you just named two out of the out of the three that I was gonna say. Okay. okay. Well, so wait, that's cool. what I thought we meant, but so now I'm getting the impression that he meant revolutionary for the culture. Yes. Like that's still, but the, those artists that he just okay. said still stand. But hold I agree, but hold on. Ti had an album, Us versus Them, which would be considered revolutionary, right? You got to think Zach Taylor wrote. Um, from Rage Against the Machine, he's a revolutionary rapper, right? So if we're going to look at revolutionary, we're going to look at where we're speaking on black matters or anything that's uh, for protesting. The reason I agree with T.I.'s assessment is this. When Ice Cube did it with Death Certificate, he had nothing to lose. It wasn't like he was famous yet. When Kendrick did it with um, Pimple Butterfly, when he's basically saying, you know, it's cool to be black again, when do we lose our, our respect? When do we lose that, that Genese Qua, that attitude? We got to go back to that. And he was at the peak of his career. He could have destroyed his career, but he still chose to use that, that platform and speak on Black Matters. So, and he still did it on Damn. He's talking about 
psychological issues. Mm-hmm. He's talking about black issues. He's still talking about, you know, revolutionary shit, which is moving black people forward. And that's how I viewed it. And he had he's successful doing it. Mm-hmm. Chuck D, um, the rest of them, I'm sorry, KRS-One weren't as successful as KRS. And Common, let's be real, he made the softer version of revolutionary music. It's more of, I can do this to push it in for white people so you can listen to it and make it easy listening, but black power at the same time. Hey, you just said he made it smooth enough for them not to be pissed off. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hmm. why I agree with T.I.'s assessment. Well, what about the old Kanye? Old Kanye definitely was revolutionary. When? On wax? On wax? But he was at the no, I mean, remember he came after George Bush when Katrina that's, happened? That's, I mean, come on. I thought that was a publicity stunt. Well, whatever. It was, he was right. He was like, you know, George Bush doesn't <laughs> like black people. That's that's a statement. But what did he do with that? What did he follow up with after that? We didn't a, hear MAGA, oh, a MAGA hat? Oh, right, well, this is true. But that was like oh. 20 years later. <laughs> but we didn't hear anything after that. <laughs> he made that statement with I don't remember that. He was with Mike Myers. On well, I also felt like late registration and college dropout both sort of undermined conventional, you know, I guess, molds of success in American culture. But how did it speak to revolution? How did it speak to black progression of black people? Is Well, is that what revolution is? Is it is this confined to just the black? Well, I went back to, I went back oh, to T.I.'s quote. So T.I.'s exact quote, and maybe this helps <laughs> add some color to this, is that... Um, color. is it's hard to sell it's hard to do good business in the revolutionary category you know what i mean it's easy artists like krs1 even common most definitely roots usually have to trade commercial success for for speaking truth in the revolution kendrick has been able to do both and has been able to simultaneously achieve both but the times have changed though that's what that's what we're that's what we're forgetting but who else is doing it, though? No, nobody. I don't think anybody else is. Well, I got to give it some thought. But I don't think no one else is doing it as as great has, as Kendrick has done. But we forgot all about Pac. Yeah. But he said living. The quote oh, was okay. well, living. You know, technically, technically some people think. Some people still think Pac is alive, so right. So Mary, I mean, we stepped all over. You were originally going to say you thought someone else. And then we've gone like 10 minutes since then. Who, who were you going to suggest? I had said it, my sign. Oh, you did say my sign. You're right. Take out the- I like the my sign pick. It's yeah. just that you know, you know what takes away from from him is that he's not commercially known. Right. Yeah. Well, that's he's the not only thing. Successful. I mean, not if the, yeah. that word was. Well, there. well, what are we yeah. basing? What What is success though? Who else knows him? Right. I think Cloud, success money. In this <laughs> sense, it's commercial success. I think that's right. just. But do you? But you? Okay. All right. So do you? Do you necessarily need the commercial? Why do we need the commercial audience? But that's why he said his statement was most successful revolutionary rap. That's yeah. that's why. Just yeah, based on his criteria. Yeah, we're taking it based off T.I.'s criteria, not ours. And he even says it in the quote that I read further is they had to trade commercial success for speaking truth until the re- revolution. So he's specifically talking about commercial success. Well, you, hey, you just you definitely swung my vote. I'm feeling like Atlanta right now. So I guess <laughs> I got to go with K-Dot. <laughs> Well, well, that maybe, maybe even Childish Gambino could be included there too. Mm. But I don't. I mean, I would say yes. But we just finished asking: Is he underrated or not? True. Underrated means not successful. I mean, if he's underrated, then how successful could he be? Okay, 
is he more successful than K Dot? Oh, music. Because this is music. Or just with music. music. Yeah, this music. is just music. Okay. Is he musically more yeah, successful no. than K Dot? Because no. K Dot also no. took up a Black Panther soundtrack. Facts. Yeah. And that was a hard soundtrack. That's too. true. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. There you go. We forgot all about that. All right. So, yeah. my dark and twisted, crazy ass <laughs> mind took that. And I wanted to say, you know, I took successful and revolutionary out of it, but the most influential. So I want to go through the decades. Each one of us suggests one rapper from each decade who was the most influential of that decade. We're going to start with the 80s, go from the 80s through the the 2000s. Here you go with that bullshit. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. We go. We starting with the 80s. We starting with the 80s. So who wants to take it first? Who's the most influential rapper of the 80s? 80s, I gotta go. I gotta go. Run DMC. Those are rappers. We, we, we can. You know, we can. We can. Too much criteria. <laughs> Check this out. So, okay, I'm gonna say this. There's a difference now because, just like Nuri pointed out, there's few things that we have to look at. Um, the most influential to us, or the most influential to the rappers, because if we're gonna go there in the 80s, it has to be KRS-One and Rakim. And here's why: mm. KRS-One is the hybrid rapper. He is a freestyler, battler. He was the first gangster rapper and the first um, um, revolutionary rapper. And he inspired all those lanes. Rakim inspired lyricism. So I'm going to go there with it. Rakim inspired lyricism without cussing, too. That's crazy. I still got got Run DMC because they crossed over. Is the revolutionary thing still a part of this? No, this is just influential. All right, so then I'm going with somebody that you guys have not named. Okay. LL, come on. I was going to do that, but I'm saving him for later. I'm saving him for later. In the 80s. In the 80s, I can't say that. He was 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 late 80s. Because he was late 80s. Yeah, So so I think their argument is that his influence was more felt in the 90s than the 80s. And it didn't go that far in the 90s, though. I got somebody else. He's not going to get it in the 90s. He's not going to get it. Full hats and his whole style. Every dude wanted to be LL. I still want to be him now. But look, Hayes. Hayes. If he don't get it in the 80s, he's not going to get it in the 90s. We'll get there. We'll get there. he's not getting it in the 90s. So my most influential, because I do include groups, especially as a unit, I think it has to go to N.W.A. In the 80s? Yeah. I like that one. They I'm were, not mad at that one. Yeah. Matter of fact, they were broke up by the 90s. So, yeah, I, I I think it has to go to NWA. When you look at not just what their music meant to the culture, they were able to cross over without crossing over. They did not. You can't point to one NWA song that it was like, okay, this is made for commercial success. Everything that they did in what their music. Okay. You got me on that. You got me on that. Uh and then <laughs> and then Dre's production. That's still a part of NWA. Dre's production was influential in how music is still made to this day and it started there. You know my my favorite be- beat of all time is Boys in the Hood. So I may be oh a little jaded God. there. But I th- my I, my pick for the 80s had to go to NWA. So if we're going to do that, I got it. Then I would agree with Run DMC because they were the first rappers to save Aerosmith and bring Fusion and then inspired Beastie Boys, which mm, created mm. a whole genre. Of mm, mm, mm. See, I'm swinging okay. votes over here too, baby. Me okay. too. Okay, all right. So, okay, so my pick, my pick was. I mean, we don't have to agree on this one. The last topic of the day, we got to come to a consistency. A cons- I don't even know what fucking word I'm we trying gotta, to say. We got to agree, but this one we don't have to. So everyone gave their their one. Um, let's move on to the '90s. 
most influential. I mean, most yeah, most influential rapper of the nineties. Machiavelli. I'm gonna take this one. Okay. Uh, you know what? Go for it. Go. You said Machiavelli. Go for it. Machiavelli. Pac. Yeah, I'm seconding that. Baylor okay. and Mary. Twenty twenty. <laughs> Again, my criteria is a little different. The most influential should be Nas because everyone try to measure up to him. And me and me and Marquis are on the same page with Nas. Listen, and- <laughs> Nas is my baby father, but no. I'm sorry. And I love him, but I don't feel like Nas, the beautiful... I think Jay-Z wanted to be Nas. I don't think everybody else wanted to be Nas. Listen, the beautiful thing about Nas is that he was understated elegance, honestly. Like, in the man version of it. Like, I don't necessarily think everybody wanted to be like Nas. I don't. No, 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 no. Every rapper wanted to be like Nas. But every every rapper got Pac in a top five. True, but... but, No, that's... That's politics as much as anything, but I I, I, I think I think I think I agree with the fact that maybe we all maybe use Pac as that barometer. But I I truly in my heart of hearts, whether they admit it or not, every rapper was in there trying to write better than Nas. That's oh that's a that's a fact. That's a fact. But we we not just talking about writing though, right? Look at Hayes. Look at Hayes. Hayes, we try to push the goal. And I mean, I'm sorry. Pac swag. Like, his whole... Yeah. No. I'm, look, I'm, 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 I'm with y'all on the Nas thing, though. Like, if it ain't Pac, then it gotta be Nas. I'll just say that. I gotta, I gotta say this. The more, if, if it ain't Nas, it's big. Big had a, a bigger um, impact on the culture than Pac did. Also transcended the next generation, so I would say Nas, then Big, then Pac. So being so being a contra, like I'm shit. I'm a big contradict. I, I contradict myself all the time. Like I'm human. Okay, look, Pac, Big, Nas. I like it. No order. <laughs> I like it too. All right, all right. Let's move on to the uh, to the 2000s. <laughs> to the 2000s. This is not the 2010s. This is just. 2000s. Possibly. Who wanted this one? 2000s? 2000s. It's, it's, definitely, it's so definitely, it's definitely Nelly. Yes. They were, we are, we are so in sync tonight. I was going to say Get Nelly. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I, know, I love look, y'all. Look, look, Get look, the look, fuck out of here. I'm playing. I'm playing. My pick is Eminem. I'm not playing. Nelly? Listen. Nelly or it would be Cash Money. Nobody has thought about Nelly since, no. I'm telling you, no, no. Two thousands. No look. I'm going. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with. I'm going. To, I'm going to go with fifty. I'm going to go with fifty. Okay. So again, I got. I got to put this out there. Like my formula from the um from the nineties. It's Jay and Wayne from in the two thousands. In the two thousands, Jay was the most influential. Think about it. He was the first. He he was the one who took over Def Jam. So five million off of um volume two. From there, volume three. Then the blueprint came out. He was the rapper's. He was your rapper's favorite rapper when Nas went on hiatus. Little Wayne, Little Wayne was inspired by him, and he Little Wayne took it over and inspired a whole new culture. Right after I, the blackout, I hear the you with album. the Wayne. I hear you with the Wayne. I feel like Fifty was more. I feel like it had to come down to like Fifty or Dipset. No, 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 no. No, stop, stop. Dipset, no, yo, wait, no, wait, no, wait, wait. No, hold on, Dipset hold on. had cats in middle school and high school Listen, wearing pink shirts. On. Oh, my mama. Wait, 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 hold on. Hey, okay, hold go on, ahead, go ahead. On. No one had a tattoo on their face like a W, ever. 
Wu Tang had it way bigger than G Unit and the rest of them. So nah, you can't. No, Wu Tang is a whole. That's a cult. Okay, you just we, said they, G Unit, huh? You said G Unit. Yeah. You were saying yeah, but we all, but we were also talking about the two thousand. I think we need to take Cruz out of it. Okay, because that could 15. get hairy. Fifty didn't have the impact that Jay and Wayne had on on in the two thousands. Hell, he had G Unit. He had niggas walking yes, around with spinning chains. He, now he had it in a shorter time period. But if you go at the height, if we're just measuring heights, fifties at his height of his run was right up there with anybody in history, bro. He put out Lloyd Banks. We still miss him. He uh, made us believe Lloyd that Banks Tony Yayo was hard. He Not made us that made- way, Baylor. Tony Yayo was the most anticipated rapper coming out of jail. He failed us. Don't get us wrong. He bro, failed us. That, like, listen, but everybody's listen, waiting for listen. him to get out of you're jail. A little, you're a little bit older than me, bro. I was still in high school when Tony Yayo got out of jail. And I'll tell you right now, nobody it was Yayo free Yayo was a fun thing to say. Nobody was waiting on that fucking album, bro. Nobody was waiting. And I'm not finished. <laughs> he went to go get game. From with game that started Black Wall Street. Come on, he didn't get man. game. That was forced on him. He didn't go yeah, get him. Yo, well, look, whether it was forced or not, it was still a part of him. For one album. And then he was off of it at, right after that. It right, had I'm, three years. I'm going to go with the safe pick. I'm going to go with the safe pick and go with Eminem. Fuck it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. My first in putting this together, I did. I initially was going to say Eminem. But then it's like, I don't think. When I think of influential, right? Eminem was something that everybody respected. He has the respect of his peers like nobody else. But unless we're talking about influencing young white kids to pop pills, I really don't think M was that all that influential. I think, to the I think Eminem was the reason why they brought the ciphers back. Okay, mm. now, okay. but I will say if we're talking about ciphers, but what also was got big in the, in the two thousands? Mixtape culture, mixtape culture, and there were only a few artists fifty. Wayne, Dipset, and very few others had that hip hop that that mixtape culture going like it did. Um, I like sparring with y'all. This shit fun. And as much as I don't want to, and I I don't want to admit it, Wayne is super influential in the, in the two thousands because his once he started using auto tune, what do we see for the next six years? Auto tune, and then mumble rap. So all right, so are, are, are we coming down? This, are, is this the top three, 50, J, and Wayne? I think so. Okay. I like I'm not pictures. feeling so good about it, but whatever. <laughs> See, an influential doesn't always, isn't always a positive. It's not always a positive. I hate it. Because like, I agree with you. I absolutely hate it, but yeah. And then now, because like now, if we're talking about the 2010s, as much as Drake is great and Kendrick are great, if you really look at who's more influential right now, which I didn't put the 10s on the list, you have to say the Migos. If you everyone's trying to copy yeah. Migos right now. Yeah. I agree with that. And that's not a positive thing. I don't want to hear the Migos sound like the Migos. I definitely don't want to hear everybody else trying to sound like the Migos. So Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you that. I'll give you the Migos. Fuck, I didn't want to give you the Migos, but I'll give them to you. You, you kinda have to. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, like, and that's that just tell you how bad it is, yo. bro. I did not want to give them to you, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, it, that's it. I had an internal struggle when you said that because I really wanted to fight you. But I was—I like, wanted I to can't. too, man. I can't. I wanted to fight myself. Like it's not like I—I I got you. I wanted to, but it's real. It's, it's real. We got to be honest with where stuff is as a culture, and that's that's what's happening right now. Um, last Ooh, topic. Wait. Ooh. Good. Nah, nah, nah. Because it came. It came late. It came late. But I was gonna say there's not really a certain artist. I was gonna say Chief Keith though. 
Yes, for sure. Yeah. But he I think he the second half of the of the decade though. Yeah. Yeah. I also think Schmurda deserves a little recognition. I think here if too. I think if Schmurda didn't go in, if he oh, was yeah. still able to produce music, I think we we would be talking about him more so than than anyone else. So that's our top three then. Migo, Shamurda, and Chief Keith. Why are we even talking about the 2010? <laughs> I know, man. I know it's a struggle. It's a There's struggle. a reason I did not put it on the list because I did not want to. The, the fact of me calling the Migos the most influential did not want didn't I did not want that to come out of my mouth on this podcast where somebody can go back and pull it up and be like, oh, hey, stop Migos with the most influential. No, I don't want that on record, but shit, it got it's it's out there now. I need that clip, though. I need that <laughs> clip. <laughs> But uh, last topic in this one, kind of piggybacking off our last topic uh, of last week's episode, when we talked about all the artists, uh, Mary called him Coon artists, which was fucking hilarious. Um, (laughs) But uh, Barack Obama came out and addressed some of the rappers who supported Donald Trump. And this one quote just cracked me the fuck up. (laughs) He says, I have to remind myself that if you listen to rap music, it's all about the bling, the women, the money. And and pointing that out, how that is very much the same thing that Donald Trump's base focuses on. What do you guys think about Barack Obama speaking out about rappers supporting Trump? I think he's very qualified to speak on this. Um, his playlists are always bomb, so we just have to start with that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it, he couldn't have said that more subtly and eloquently, <laughs> and yet so spot on. I mean, you know. They are very simple-minded, <laughs> so that's what they have in common. Yep. You, yep, yep, yep. You're not going to get a – Barack's not going to get a clap back. No one's saying shit to respond to that. Like, yeah, yeah no. That's law. <laughs> that's law. That's all that is right there. So yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. Take it as fact from our president. Go ahead, Bailey. At this point, I just want to hear Barack, like, rap a Chief Keep song. That would just make my day. If I see him, <laughs> yeah, Sosa, I, I need that. Oh man, I need that Barack. Crazy. No, I wonder, both, I wonder from, both in, from Chicago. I wonder who's in his Mount Rushmore. I don't know, but we're about to find out who's in our Mount Rushmore as we get into this last break. We come back. If you thought this episode has been heated so far, or interesting, this shit is finna just devolve. We'll be right back after this. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, aka Dan on Drugs, and I am Afro Becky, aka. Afro Becky, and we are the Black Law and Legal Lies podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely, esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. All right. So <laughs> I know I mentioned we were going to have Marquis back uh, to do our top five or whatever. And Mount Rushmore came up in the conversation. And so I'm sitting here creating this list. I'm like, you know what would be a good thing for us to have an official Breaks Radio Mount Rushmore of hip hop. And to do this, because Mount Rushmore has four people on it, it's four of us. We each get to suggest one person and then the rest of the panel gets to argue 
either for or against that person's addition to the official Breaks Radio Mount Rushmore of hip hop. We all should have one person that we want to present and one alternate in case our first one gets rejected um, or someone else picks it. So who wants so, to take so, so we all disagree with the original and the alternate, then what happened? The alternate, I guess, gets in on default at that point. Oh, shit. That's going to make it dangerous. I did not like Marquis. I did not like his intro. He shot at me, hey. I'm taking all yeah, these things. I mean, what was that? That was yeah, like a real fight. like the whole spinning in the chair. That shit was cool. I'm mad because I can't spin in my chair. All right. Um, ladies first. Mary, I feel like you should take this one away first. Seriously? We're coming in. So can I just start off, though, by saying that those instructions were confusing as hell, and we went from not having enough description to now too much? <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to start with my first nomination, okay. and that's Nas, which we all knew I was going to say, and nobody better disagree. Oh, see, this is why Mary should have went last. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Because No, not, not, not because I disagree with the pick. Because the last three is going to be very crucial. Okay. Because, because look, honestly, and I this is not, I'm not being a joke. I love Nas, but major, majority of the top fives, bro, they struggle with getting Nas in there sometimes. I don't know anybody who struggles with getting Nas in. The top I mean, y'all okay. just said that Nas was everyone. Everyone was emulating him in the '90s, and I'm now I'm you're saying I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling with it. I just know. I just know if I hear these other names, it's going to be this. This goddamn episode gonna go to like 30 more minutes don't worry we'll make sure one of your west coast brethren is on mount rushmore you see that's crazy a lot of people think i'm west coast bias that's not even my first pick though mm-hmm. all right that's let's my, focus my nas for or against you agree with nas we have one, one for nas baylor i should disagree but no i agree <laughs> stop I, being I, like I'm that agree. even if i disagree that's majority so i agree as well that is Nas is officially on the Breaks Radio Mount Rushmore. Uh, hey, let me go that. last for the for to to pick. Okay, I mean to agree. Mark, I... <laughs> go ahead. You, you sure? I'm sure. Go ahead. Let's get into. I, it. I promise you, you would want me to go to last because my argument. Okay, I'm gonna have to say, and I know this is gonna be an argument, and this is why he should go last. And if he goes last, if my argument, do you want to go last? Do you want to go last? I do want to go last. Okay. okay. I do want to go last. Bailey. All right. I got LL. I need to know why. I need to know why. I Because I think. I need more wine. Just, just like earlier how we were saying who defined the 80s, even though he was late 80s, I feel like because he was even a consideration, I think little kids and grown men at the time and during this time still want to be him during Halloween. Very influential, and I think he is hip-hop. I think he is hip-hop. Now, you might use an argument saying that he didn't write all his raps. That's cool. It's probably a lot of cats that didn't write all their raps. That's considered Hall of Fame artists. So I'm not totally holding that against him. But as far as influence, and he switched the game up. Well, he went from knocking cats out to, you know, pampering the ladies. Not only that, he switched over to the TV shows. And now he's trying to buy a network with Ice Cube. So- okay. Compelling argument. <laughs> but hold on. We're, we're talking about hip-hop, Mount Rushmore. But so it, started, it, started, it, it started from hip-hop, though. You're adding a lot more criteria to that. You didn't like all that firepower I came with. No, cool. no, because here's my problem. I actually, because of you, I went back and listened to LL's catalog. Okay. And Did radio, you listen to radio? 
bigger, bigger, bigger endeavor, walking the Panther. Mama said, knock you out. That's it. 14 shots to the dome with pink cookies in the plastic bag. Gone. Mr. Smith, phenomena, GOAT, 10, definition, Todd Smith, exit 13, authentic. I'm sorry. You're done. Don't do that. Don't. Why are you bringing up after old stuff? Don't do that. <laughs> this is all old stuff now. This is all old stuff. Everything he put out is going to be old now. <laughs> Aside from those Look, first he four played, albums, he played. He played a retired, injured Raiders running back on TV. Let that man be. I, I, we're talking about hip hop, bro. We're not talking about okay. entertainment. We're talking look, about hip hop. Let, look, well, let's go. Let's go vote. Let's go vote then. Let's let's vote then. I'm against it, bro. I can't. I can't. Oh my it. god, I hate y'all. <laughs> oh my god, that's cool. That's cool because because my alternate gonna get in then. Let's go. Who's your alternate? Pop. Oh, I don't think. Look I, at him. Look at him. Wait, what? <laughs> Mark Marquis, you got to why no Pac on the on the uh, now I had I I was against yeah. trying to do okay, bigger Pac just because I, I think we can't say we can't say Pac yet. You can't get you can't get your shot now. You you got to go you got to go because uh you can't get two in. You got to you got to bring that back and get your choice again later because uh, LL's declined. We got to move on to A's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm okay, let's move, let's move let's move let's move on. My Archon is still waiting See, in the wings. Let him wait. Let him wait in the back. Go ahead. Oh, what you got, Hayes? Y'all are fucking. Y'all are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> my pick. Come on now, you guys know my favorite rapper of all time, Eminem. Oh, and I'm telling you right now. What's your argument? <laughs> my <laughs> argument for M being on the. I mean, well, shit. well, I will say that I'm relieved that you didn't pick who I thought you were gonna say, Maybe which was Bone Thugs. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga. Man, I hate you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Mark, the inside joke is like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you, can come, you, can come with the, uh, you can come with the details behind that, but I'm already asking for your alternate. Okay, so my details no, behind. I mean, M, it's, this is for nothing more, nothing less than, than bars. What he's able to do when he raps. And the fact of the matter is, we let uh, a white man come in into this culture, and white nobody wanted a, there, nobody wanted a problem with Eminem. Some people who were underneath him did. None of his peers, okay. none of his peers, nobody who was better than him or at the same level of him wanted any issue with Eminem on wax. Okay, so I'm going to say this: when Eminem is probably the second or third greatest rapper of all time. Mm -hmm. Lyrically, the problem with M is he raps so fast, he makes words that don't rhyme, rhyme. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, battle rapper, yeah, he got battle rap now. Storytelling, Stan was probably one of the greatest storytelling songs I've ever you heard in my life. You don't those albums? <clears throat> no, hold on. But he's one-dimensional. That's it. He has no more ammo. He has nothing else, and this is all it is, this one lane. Yeah, he did a lot for, we didn't expect anything as a, a lyricist because he paid attention to the culture, and we appreciate that he, he absorbed all that culture. Mm -hmm. He absorbed Redman. He absorbed all the different styles, the lyrics, put them all, and basically created his own rhyme book. But Beastie Boys actually were the first to kick down the white door, if you want to go there. Yeah. Um, M had a good five-year, three-year run with us, 10-year run with the rest of the world. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's my problem. He Drop was, those trash-ass albums. Drop them. He had a lot of bullshit albums. 
he had some his content the first three albums were dope yeah but if you listen to the first three albums there's still a lot of filler out of those 20 songs marshall Mathers is, might be a top 10 album yeah put that down that's another conversation okay Woo! um what he did for the culture but his lane is that and i can think of five other rappers that i would put on a mount rushmore before i put him on that's my argument i, I can't do it okay Okay, Mary, <laughs> Mary, were you for or against? I'm for it. All right, you so, for it? I'm for it. So we deadlocked on that one. We tuned to. In my opinion, but so. per the rules, we need three to for it to be unanimous to make it. So I go to my alternate. Now my alternate, I'm telling you, is even more of a, of a left field. But I came from this from the standpoint of. Boom, boom. <laughs> if you don't stop with that shit. <laughs> I didn't know the story behind this one. I can't stand yet. So people may think this is more of a left field. Um, I would say Ice Cube has to go on the Mount Rushmore. Uh, I don't think that's left. And my my opinion my for for that is the the amount that he wrote on the original NWA albums. Um, Mm. what he did as a solo artist, the fact that he branched out and was just as successful, if not more successful than NWA. He had a longer run than NWA as a solo artist. Um, and just lyrically, and maybe that's what I get caught up on is lyrics. Cause I'm a, I'm a lyrical dude. I love content. Um, ice cube has some of the most vicious bars and sometimes they're wrapped in such a nice package that you don't realize he just said some shit. Mm. And I, and I, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I wouldn't, I didn't, I didn't think you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. Now come on, I'm I named my him. son after Ice Cube. My son's middle name is O'Shea. I named him after Ice Cube. That's how influential he was in my life. So go ahead. I can't say anything to that yet before because you got two choices to throw in there. I gotta throw mine in before I, you answer that one. I'm sorry. Okay. Before everybody says yes or no to Ice Cube, I have to throw mine in there. Because I think my choice would push him out. Okay. Well, we only so, got we can still got three slots available. I know, but I, I know how the direction of this is going to go. <clears throat> I know the direction this is going to go, and I've figured this out already. So if you want, if you guys want to vote on Ice Cube, go for it. Very. What's, well, what, what would matter first? If we voted or if you came with your pick? Let's just hear his picks. I think. Here's why. Here's why. If I came with my pick and there's two slots left, you're going to really think about who's going to be next. So okay, let's go. My alternate choice, I already know, should be in, but I'm going to save the most radical one out of all of them. K-Dot. Oh, you're going to get that from me. I'm going to approve that every day. Here's why. And I'm going to give my ammunition. He has the respect of three generations. The 90s, 2000s, and this generation right here has his respect. Lyrically, socially, consciously, he can basically rap on um, rock beats, um, create a soundtrack, curate a soundtrack. Everything he does is flawless. There is no lane he hasn't touched. Battle rap, he basically dissed Big Sean Drake on Big Sean's own song. Nothing this dude can do and won a Pulitzer Prize. So he definitely deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore. The only problem people have with it is because they think he's too new and young. But again, he has the respect of three generations. How many other? This generation doesn't even respect Nas, but this generation respects K-Dot. Our generation respects K-Dot. That's my argument. Okay. 
That's a good. I'm argument. not voting against Kendrick for a few different reasons. Like, and people just focus on the three albums, but let's not forget Section 80 is a, a fucking classic as well. Like, I tell people that all the time. People always forget Section 80 is damn near perfect. So that's that four perfect albums, and and honestly, I know people are are like generally say that To Pimp a Butterfly is his weakest album, but that album is almost as culturally important to more today than it was the day that it released. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold, hold on real quick. Anybody who says that must love the movie Get Out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to just say that. I just I, I Temper Butterfly was a classic. Yes. I, I thought it was a classic. I remember the day that that album came out. I listened to it three times that day and I walked away from it saying I honestly don't think I've heard a better album than this. I remember I heard it and I brought it to Mary. I was like, you need to hear this album. Can I just tell you that I was just going to say that album makes me think of you because I remember it was right after the Eric Garner decision dropped. And literally we were in the spot where Eric Garner was murdered and heard that none of the cops were getting charged with his murder. And then the you <laughs> played the To Pimple Butterfly album. So, mm. yeah. This 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 uh Mount Rushmore about to be cold in because I need to know who the last two slots is. <laughs> We're all being nostalgic, and you're like, who are the next two? <laughs> no, because I'm looking at I'm I'm actually like shaping up the mountain as we talk. You got okay. Nas and you got K Dot right now. Yes, well so, we got did you, two. Did you hear cartoons and cereal? Oh yes, by K Dot. Yes. Okay, just want to make sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm a, I'm a K Dot aficionado. I listen to it. So, so since I went last, can I go first real quick? Go ahead. Jay. I mean, yeah. I can give you my argument. I don't really think it's needed. <laughs> but, I, I, but go ahead. Indulge okay. us. <laughs> I have to say Jay's the greatest rapper of all time. Not lyricist. We're about to fight between Big and Here, Pac now. Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. How many great albums did Pac have? How much did Jay influence his in his longevity? <laughs> His longevity alone. He had dudes wanting to buy art and wanting to dress right. I'm sorry, bro. I don't think we can compare them. Now you're being unfair. Because you can't. Pac's life was cut short. His career was Jay cut short. Jay had a chance to evolve. Pac didn't. I right. Think that's awesome and I'll say this. Into. I'll say this. If Big didn't die, Jay wouldn't be Big. Because yeah. Jay is basically a carbon copy. So you, just, so you just put Pac evolved. up there. So you just put no, Pac up there. Wow. If we're saying if we're saying right now greatest rappers or the Mount Rushmore, Pac's life was cut short. I'm not going to give you credence on on what you could have done. I'm going to give you what, what, what you've I'm, done. No, what I'm saying is that's cool. Put Jay in there. Now we got three. What's that fourth spot? I have a fourth spot, but that's not for me to choose. Are we put? Is everybody agree with Jay? Yeah, I think we all. Agree. You know what? Just with shits and giggles. Yes, I'm. Did we Jay. did we determine Ice Cube or not? Like we kind of moved on to Mark. No, he's on. He's on, he's on the back burner. He's on the back burner with Pac. No, it I'm comes, not. It comes down between Cube and Pac. Look, it's coming just, down to this fourth slot because everybody's going to pick Jay, even if I say no. So I'm going to say yes, unanimous, boom. What's that fourth spot? Okay, the fourth spot. Let's go for it. So basically, we have Pac, Cube, right? But wait. Pac, Pac Cube, and Eminem. Staples alternate. Eminem. 
Who's Pac what? was my art? Pac was my alternate. Pac was yes. Pac is Pac Cube and uh, and Eminem was the alternate, right? Mary, who was your yeah, alternate? Pac, no, who, we, no, no, Eminem. Who, who would have been your original. alternate, Mary? Because we all. Um, well, okay, so it would have been Pac, but okay. that was Baylor's choice, so I would have thrown Big into the mix. So we're choosing between be, between Pac, Big, and Ice Cube. Was who we're choosing just, between? I just told and, you, you know oh, it's gonna on. come down to Pac and Big. And, I would probably put KRS before all of them, to be honest with you. Question. Go ahead. Random, random, random throw out there. Does Scarface deserve any conversation, part of this conversation? If you know you what, if, if it was based Rushmore off the region for five more faces, probably. <laughs> okay. Uh, you probably. know, I'll put them on a dollar bill. How about that? Okay. Go ahead. He at least got to go on a 50. 50? No, 50, we're going to 50. No, 50 going to 50 cent piece. My bad. Yeah, come on now. Um, no, nah, I, I respect Scarface. Scarface is a is a game changer. So I will never do hey, that. Hey, Hayes, I'm telling you right now, the coach is not gonna allow you to put Macaulay Culkin up there. They're not gonna allow you to put Eminem up there. You know They're not. And fuck Lord Jamar for that shit. Fuck that. That that shit is dead. <laughs> okay. At the end of the day, he did a lot for the culture. Because he actually, did. He did. He was, I, I'm he was, not mad, but I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying he did more than uh than than Pac or uh than Q. Yeah, he did because hip hop was dying right around the time he came out. No, hip hop was still dying as he was progressing because no. it's dead now. This Bro, is why, why, now. why do why do you why do you think we grasp on to a K dot or a J Cole album or we we could breathe when Jay finally comes out with something and a younger generation that has no idea what he's talking about. Yet the world stops. I don't see Buster came out. The world didn't stop. Um, Buster album is definitely in a, like at least top five out of the world of the year. How many people know that? That's Buster though. We we already know Buster's like an underrated guy. If Jay came out today, how many people will buy Jay right now? Everybody over thirty, and they probably got kids to take care of. But but like, he, yeah. he got un- people under thirty too. Let's let's people 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 still talking about and I. I like it personally, but yeah, four 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 wasn't a really a popular let's, album let's, to the let's, younger generation. Let's 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 have a conversation from this point then. Like, and I guess we're, we've gone all over the place, but I do want to talk about this with Jay. My apologies. No, you're you're fine. How much of Jay's current appeal would not be the same if it wasn't for him being married to Beyonce? A whole lot, man. I really think I don't. I think I don't think he. I don't want to say that, bro, but. Cause you're not about to have them goddamn uh, hitting my goddamn DMs up with all them bees, but <laughs> Jay, Jay, Jay. No, nope, don't say it. I'm not then. Don't. But just know, just know, just know, just know, Jay. Just know, Jay didn't need no help. I will say that. I'll say this: four, four, four sold because of Bay. Of course. Oh, well, yeah, cause the nigga cheat. All right. <laughs> Nobody. Because all here's the problem. Here's the problem. Four 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 is another version of Kingdom Come. He was a grown man talking about grown man things, but people didn't appreciate that. So when he did it on four four four, but there's some cheating scandal behind it, people want to listen to it. Well, we didn't appreciate it because the culture was was fucked up. What four four four? No, no Kingdom, Kingdom Come. Come. Oh, Kingdom Come. That album was trash. Yeah. Kingdom Come was fucking butt. Oh my god! That album no, was it wasn't. Fucking, no, that album was garbage. Did I don't give a fuck what nobody said. I listen. That album, fuck that album. That shit was the most bullshit ass shit from a great artist. I, you know what? Maybe we need to have terrible albums from great artists because that shit got to be the worst. And you think four 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 in the black album is better than Kingdom Come? The black album definitely. Black album for sure. I like the brown album. I don't care what you say. That's the brown album. That shit was whack. 
You don't like Yo, the Black Album? Say, no, I don't like the Black Album. That was like a last attempt at, you know what? I'm about to retire. Let me throw some shit at you. No, I don't like the Black Album. All right. Kingdom Come lyrically? Are you serious? Lyrically? No. Now, if you want to say the content he was talking about was on point, I can give you content. Lyrically, Jay Z sounded like he was like he was fucking the old man, and he was the grumpy old man in hip hop at that point. Lyrically, Jay Z went around like content. He did the same thing with four four four. Just through he didn't. Look, look, I've been, I've been, I've been. No, I've been on record to say Jay Z did not rap a single bar on four four four. He did not rap a single bar. He He was talking to us. He was, he was just he was just giving us and I really didn't want to hear it. Yeah, so. I didn't want to hear it. Okay, I don't know how we got on that topic. So Ice Cube, Eminem, Ice Cube, Eminem, we got two slots, right? We got two slots. No, we got no, one. We got one slot. So we got so we got M Cube and Pac M- fighting over one slot. Yeah, I have a novel idea. Okay, go for it. Why don't we take this to? social media and have our that's followers. perfect we'll all post it as a poll whoever gets the most votes combined that's the last <laughs> spot on on hip-hop so breaks breaks radio listeners Yo, this this last spot is up to you guys 3, I, I promise you if i say this i'll get it i'll say drake and i'll still win <laughs> i'm out you know i'm out <laughs> That's the end of the show. You gave it to the people. No, you gave it to the people. You no, stop trolling. We gave it to the people within within the the parameters of who we've already I'm selected. Sick of this shit. I'm sick of this shit. You not putting that Canadian in that goddamn on that mountain. You not. We gotta get Andre three thousand. Got to get before Drake gets an opportunity to get on the Mount Rushmore. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, I'm not a Drake fan. Believe me. Woo. Jesus, uh, that this has been another episode of Breaks Radio. We going to fuck home because, as you can tell, this has gone completely, utterly left. But we love it. Um, Mary, you know you're first. Go give them your social media any parting words. Yeah, I don't really know what's going on here tonight, but you can. I'll be posting the poll at Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm at mountrushmore.com, okay? Trying to figure out the last goddamn slide. It won't be a, it won't be a Canadian, I tell you that much. Alright? At Bailey the Great on all social media platforms, BTG for president, open room with BTG. Uh if y'all if y'all are are aware of the stereo app, I think me and Hayes are supposed to be doing something over the draft in in a few, and then 9 30 uh Pacific Standard Time. I will be doing a top five uh, pet peeves with Shan from She Gets a Podcast. So if anything pisses you off, you, you can come in and chime in and leave a little voicemail and we will play it and we will agree because people pisses us off all the goddamn time. Just like Drake does. That's a pet peeve. Drake is a pet peeve. That's a sore spot for you, bro. Like, you really don't like Drake. Like, I hate Drake I too, do, I do. And that's a cool part about it. I do like Drake. I just don't like Drake. All the time. Marky, go and give me this. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, all right. Keezus on IG, Grand Ben on Twitter. Don't follow me. Trust me. You won't like it. 
<laughs> you guys can follow me <laughs> at CEO Hayes. That's at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Make sure you also go and follow Mary's other podcast, Young Urban Moms, because she did not plug it today. So I want to make sure I plug it. Make sure you guys go. If you are a young urban mom, that is the platform for you. You can follow us collectively at The Burks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, theburksradio at gmail.com. We are the number one podcast for the culture. And this week, we out. Peace.